how would you introduce yourself to people who have no idea who you are? Yeah. Give me your oh, pitch. Man. I mean, I'm, I'm just a guy that came to this life without expectations. I didn't know what to expect. You know, growing up, I had all different um, upbringings and cultures. I traveled quite a lot. And it's like when you meet a lot of different cultures, obviously, it expands your um, perception of what people are like. And then, but that's the thing is I didn't have any expectations because I was always hit with like new things, new people, new beliefs. Sometimes like people tell me things that I've never heard before. Um, and it drove me down like a path of personal development to understand more of just what is out there really. And um I've been doing this since I was like six years old, like traveling, right? With my mom in the beginning, and then I started traveling alone. And um, I got to the point where I feel like claustrophobic in a country. So I'd have to travel, get out of the country. Otherwise, I'd start to literally have anxiety over it. Um, and, and yeah, so as that being the kind of lifestyle that I was after, I had to adapt and, and learn how to support myself to be able to live that lifestyle. Did you have a nine to five job before or what was the story? It was never a nine to five job. I was never full time employed. And the thing is, my mom, she never allowed me to have a job until I was 18 and I wanted to. And so not working at all or making any money before I was 18 set me without like it, it, it removed any kind of knowledge or expectations that I would have of the real world of the jobs how to start making your money. Mm -hmm. So when I had my first job, I think um, I got fired after the third day. Why? Um, I think I was trying to do other people's roles and I wasn't sticking to my role, right? And, but I, that's the kind of person I am. When I, when I was a kid, when I was five, four years old, uh, whenever I get a present, like those cars, you know, the toy cars, I wouldn't play with it. I would flip it around and then take it all apart. And uh, you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my parents got upset because I would just break my toys, but I take it apart and I try to reverse engineer it and understand why does it, why does the car go <laughs> and try to see the engine bits and everything. Um, and so, like reflecting on the, any jobs that I had, I would try to make my job easier or just make it more fluent. And some bosses that I had didn't like that. Because no boss likes entrepreneur, right? And yeah, yeah because I had the same problem when I was working um, for a company. I quit from all of mm. them at some point. Um, I just didn't realize I'm an entrepreneur or like I'm a solo freelancer or business, you know, pe person. And, you know, employer doesn't like it because you think for yourself and like you want to enhance the company but you just have to like do mm -hmm. what you're told to do so what was your like did you re when did you realize you're an entrepreneur i mean the matrix is very real right when you look at all those cubicles and people just sat in their computer doing their own thing um it, it, it gives you questions at least they did for me and i'm like how do people actually do that and then there's one thing that i've never understood is someone who is born and just stays all their life in the same, not only country, but town, right? And 
mad respect for them by the way right because it takes some courage to be able to do that but I, I could never but obviously i know some people who were like a teacher for 25 30 years um but i, I could never i realized uh, when um i felt claustrophobic again so a job gave me a ceiling on top of my head mm -hmm. that i was never able to surpass and i know that um i like like critical thinking right so i know that ever since i was young I, i did have that aspect of critical thinking of how can i do things in a much more efficient way and um working in a job um i i knew that my time was worth more and i started to understand that i was really trading my time for this wage mm -hmm. Um, and this wage was just not cutting for me. And I started to lose my health. So I was working really, really hard to the point where my physical health was going down. Same here. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where it just clicked to me. I was like, if I continue this for another six months, I will seriously be ill because now like I'm by myself in a country that's not mine my family are not here for example if i was working that hard and i got sick there's no one to take care of me so yeah i'm not going to slave for someone else to get paid what is like a minimum wage which still doesn't get you by anyways so it's the whole system it's the design of the system so basically you know slavery that's literally the slavery yeah you hear this a lot modern day slavery which is funny that's the post that you commented on that i did right where <laughs> the, the prime minister of the uk he said you know if you come here illegally you won't be able to access our modern slavery system <laughs> and you know that clicked uh, but you, you're absolutely right uh, it's not just the system it, it's the entire ecosystem of it is from the actual bosses to the employees to the education to the upbringing to the Uh, self-limiting beliefs that we had from our parents and grandparents and also we live in a different time so we have tech and tech has disrupted everything and it keeps disrupting more so understanding that it's not the same old ways that are going to get you um, to be at least financially successful and even if people's goals are not to be financially successful even to be able to be settled and just calm and stress-free that takes multiple streams of income nowadays mm -hmm. so yeah it's just kind of understanding how to navigate in a in a much more smart way you still need to work hard but imagine if you worked hard and smart together so some people would say work smart not hard i say do it both mm -hmm. you know work smart and work hard and, and just keep questioning things and and this is what i mean it's actually funny because Um, I'm surrounding myself with a lot of entrepreneurs. I go to a lot of business events. So I network. I love networking with people. And it, it just kind of puts me in that bubble of people who are like-minded. And then when I, if I had a job or if I would sometimes even go out, you know, to a restaurant or something and just talk to people. And I really see the scarcity mindset that people have. It is very, very scarce. And I understand why we stress about like money, for example, and we make our stress come to real life. Like we actually manifest the stress to, to happen. And it comes from that scarcity mindset of the beliefs that have been implanted inside of us 
uh, and to the point where probably someone who's watching this podcast might think I relate to you and I understand where you're coming from. I would say, no, don't relate to me. Do your own independent thinking, like sit down, listen to what I say, but don't just take it in. Think about it. Right. Don't tell. Don't let someone tell you how to think or what is right or what is wrong. No, you make your decisions like once if people took that power back of their independent thought, that's very powerful. Um, and people nowadays don't have that. People are very scarce. They're, they, it's like, okay, you would work your butt off for the whole day, maybe make 100, 150 pounds, for example, right? If you work a minimum wage. Or, um, and that, so yeah, you made that money, 150 pounds to you, that's, I worked really hard for that money. And you're going to try to save it. And then you've got people who um, take like 10 pounds, go, gamble on i don't know sports or whatever i don't gamble by the way um and they would make let's say a thousand pounds and they would think oh that's free money <laughs> but i'm like well no it's not because you went and you put your time and you made that money because you spent that time trying to make that money just like you were in your job mm -hmm. so how come when your job is paying you less by the hour you got accustomed to it and used to it you think your one hour of your time is worth 10, 15 pounds, maybe. Which is, isn't this ridiculous? Like, be, I I mean, I understand the system, but like, imagine working your ass off. It doesn't matter if this is the restaurant or cafe or like the street working, like, you know, the building roads and you get like 15 pounds per one hour. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the shop to buy groceries and like what can you buy for this really mm -hmm. like i what what so shocks me and kind of scares me is the fact that a lot of young people around 30 years old are kind of stuck in their job that they hate but they feel so old which is weird but they feel like oh i've been for the, you know in this job for like a couple of years so should i now change my career like should i now mm. do it even though yeah. they're super young yeah and i'm like yeah why don't you take the time off and like put your time into self development and getting new skills especially like online to build multiple streams so what would be your advice from like your point of view um for these kind of people because i know you're trading yeah so of course you know we don't have to say to everyone like start trading that's not the point but like it's one of the options so just kind of like how did you personally went into this like what led you to it and how much time you put into studying this and understanding it before you put the money into it right like not like oh yeah take ten thousand and just put it in there and just be like mm -hmm. it's gonna turn into like a million like. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand 100%. Um, and it goes back to the scarcity mindset. Um, I wish people would remove your self-limiting beliefs. Uh, and it's the things that you say to yourself on a daily basis of, I can't do this, or um, this is not for me, or uh, I'm too old for technology, for example. You mm -hmm. hear that one quite mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I've literally talked to people who said, you know, the most I know about technology is just how to unlock my phone and that's it. Yeah, but um, this, we can change that. Like, I don't, I hate that. when people say that because like, duh, yeah. just learn it. Just, you can absolutely change it, you know, because 
uh, there's this saying that I love. It says, whether you think you can do it or you cannot do it, you're right either way. Yeah. You know, so those are the beliefs of it. And then once you start to understand that, that you actually have control, you start to question things. And that's what I said. When you start to think independently, you'll start to question what is your reality and what is your daily job or what what is just happening in your life that has been consistent? Why are you in the same town, living there for 30 years, haven't moved out, working the same job? Why? So, for example, from a marketing perspective, because I do media and marketing as well, um, if I would like a post on Instagram, mm -hmm. I would ask myself, why did I like it? What about it actually caught my attention? And, and why is it a successful post, for example? And that's how you... Success is just copy and paste, to be honest, right? Yeah. Don't recreate the wheel. It's already there. People have made billions and billions of dollars. It's and studying and then applying. So whether you study an account and just be like, okay, this worked, this doesn't work, or you create your own content based on what works, mm -hmm. and then you study. So you put the time in. And for the platforms like social media like instagram or TikTok, like first you need to study the platform and see what works and then you can start doing like successful things but people just jump in and just be like i post this and you know there's no results because yeah. you didn't put the time in yeah people jump into things because they don't know their expectations yet they 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 want something that's a bit unrealistic and it's usually money Mm -hmm. But you need to understand that money doesn't exist. It's just a fabrication. Um, but but here it is. A lot of people start things um, and start multiple different things. And then you get shiny object syndrome. But this is where I learned um, the four levels of learning. And this changed my life. The first level is conscious incompetence. Is when you consciously know that you are incompetent of something mm -hmm. or you don't know it. It means that I know that there is something that I don't know or I'm not good at, right? And then you've got um, unconscious incompetence, which is that when you don't know, you, you unconsciously don't know that there is something out there that you don't know about. Mm -hmm. This is where I said when people have told me things that I've never knew existed before. Right. So before them telling me, I was, un I was unconsciously incompetent because I didn't know it even existed yet. So that's second level. The third level is when you're consciously competent. Mm -hmm. So it is you know that you know something and you're actively thinking about it whilst you're doing it. So you're using your consciousness to become competent about it. And the highest level, which we all aim to be at when it comes to finances or success is unconscious competence. Now that's like tying your shoes. You are unconsciously competent of it. It's like when you're driving home, you just already know. You can use your brain to think about other things whilst you're doing the activity because it's so unconscious. And because you did it a lot of times and you know it, mm -hmm. so you don't have to think about it anymore. But if you learn to drive, then you have to, like the first couple of months mm -hmm. when you're driving, you have to really think about it, nothing else, because you're gonna crash, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if you do it repeatedly, right? And I'm like, like, you know how to do it, so you don't think about it. Yeah. Which basically, yeah, that's interesting point, because like, when you get to that stage, like I don't think about really like how I'm captioning my videos. Like I'm thinking about something else because I've done it so many times, so I just like, 
do it and edit and this and mm -hmm. so yeah repeated action as well yeah they say you need an average of 10,000 hours to master your craft right it, there, there's a part of it that's true you don't necessarily need 10,000 but the, the point is you need to be repetitive you need to do it over and over and over again they said or someone said and I've read it somewhere is um, um, I don't fear someone or, or no I think it was Bruce Lee or, I don't know who but it, there's two sayings actually the one the first one is I don't fear a man who has practiced a thousand different kicks I fear the man who practiced one kick a thousand times oh yeah right yeah, yeah. and then I'd like to say also is so um, true yeah exactly exactly I think that's it I forgot the second saying um, the first one is good enough. <laughs> yeah, the first one is good enough, you know, so practice your kick a thousand times until you do it. Yeah, the second one was, I'm not going to do this until I get it right. I'm going to do this until I cannot get it wrong. Mm -hmm. So now you're just constantly getting it right. Um, and, and again, that, that takes like belief. That takes a lot of mindset. And that takes a lot of um, emotional awareness. Because once you're intelligent enough to realize that um, there is no success without failure. There is no success without loss. There is no profit without loss. So I'm trading, right? Mm -hmm. um, my goal is not to make a profit in trading. My goal is to preserve my capital as much as possible. So that's where it goes quality over quantity. Mm -hmm. So when I'm trading, um, instead of constantly trying to make money from the markets, I take my confirmations and then I take a trade and it's boring. Whether if it wins, it wins. If it loses, it loses. What I'm focused on is taking the highest quality and preserving my capital. So I make sure that I don't lose any money. Or if I am about to, I make sure I cut my losses. Because I know that I am going to get to that success eventually, but I'm still going to take some losses. And it's likewise with business as well. Some things are just absolutely um, unexpected. You might make a profit and then suddenly you get hit with a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. You know, and you find yourself in debt again. So it's, education is very important. And beyond education, it's also mentorship as well. But also is everybody expects instant gratification, right? And mm -hmm. it's actually delayed gratification mm -hmm. is the way. And not only in business, but like in all of the life, the mm -hmm. personal life, if you work out, if you build your business, like whatever you do. And we just have that, you know, syndrome like we just want results now yeah yeah no thank you TikTok, thank you instagram and mark and everyone you guys absolutely smashed it with the instant gratification and dopamine hits a hundred percent but you know you give people the tool like don't hate the player is it yeah. don't hate the player hate the game or was it no i, I think so i think that's <laughs> what it is or don't be mad at the design but like they allow this to have like they created a platform yeah. which just basically people do what they always do you know so it's just yeah like i wouldn't blame these platforms because people would find a different way of doing that anyway just like before mm -hmm. social media at least in my country i don't know how it was but we have this to this day if we see a neighbor having something, we want it as well, yeah. right? So it doesn't matter like social media, but it's just like, yeah. But going in the back times, like in the old times as well, like for example, my grandparents, 
they always were, you know, planting seeds in the garden and then waiting like half a year and like to actually harvest, right? And that is when we do gardening, it's normal to wait because that's how it works. But when we do everything else, (laughs) people don't expect. Yeah, they want it right now. Exactly. Um, And and to be honest, it's um, not 100% the people's fault. So I am going to blame not the game, but the designer of the game a little bit. (laughs) Because no, for real, Mark Zuckerberg, he said, I'm going to create a platform where everyone is going to invite their friends and family for free, right? And then we will charge them money to show their things or what they are celebrating to the people that they brought to the platform for free. Do you know what I'm saying? That's how ads work. Mm -hmm. We built Facebook by inviting everyone, by doing that competition, who has more friends, who has more followers. Mm -hmm. And now when we switch around for business, if we want to make money from it, and we want to put our products in front of our friends and family that we brought, we need to pay for it. Perfect business. <laughs> Perfect business. <laughs> it really is. Um, and that that's it. So now it's really about reverse engineering the system and the design mm-hmm. itself. So ask yourself, how can you make it work for you? Because you've built it, really. We're smarter than we think, you know, mm-hmm. or, or than we believe. I think what we really do use about 5 to 8% of our brain. Yeah. So if we some people much less, but (laughs) yeah, some some probably a lot less Um, and some maybe more. You know, I don't know what Elon Musk level is. How many percentage? Tell us, man, how many percentages? He probably has an AI that knows, you know, he measures it. (laughs) Um, But no, 100 percent. I mean, guys, here's something that I really um, enjoyed listening to once. They said um, the universe expands with light reaching new areas. Mm hmm. So is with your brain. Your brain expands when light reaches new areas in your mind. So when you get exposed to something that is better than something you've had before, you never want to go back. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you if I take you to McDonald's and you try a cheeseburger from McDonald's and then I take you to a nice steakhouse and you try a cheeseburger from them, you're never going to want to eat at McDonald's again. And that's the, the same way. If you fly first class, is it good or bad? What the expansion? this? Yeah, like if you if you experience because this can some people who are addictive easily this can actually turn them yeah. into crazy people, which you know because I use that as a motivation, but I'm not an addictive person. Mm. So when I like go and if I fly the first class, you know, I'm, it motivates me. Like I'm never going to like fly economy yeah. or, you know, if I do business and, but some people then go crazy to achieve that because they never want to go back. Mm. So if they have it and they lose it and they do whatever it takes to do it, even though it's not, for example, they start doing illegal things, but mm. I think the bottom line is, is good, right? Yeah. I think, I think it's good, but what's more important is personal development. We go back to it again is how did you, first of all, how did the light reach that new area in your mind? The new experience that you had, well, did it stem from a positive place or from a negative place as well? Because you can have a new negative experience that's really bad, mm-hmm. or you could have a new really good experience, but it came from a bad place. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, for example, if you're selling drugs and then you started to drive really nice cars to have that experience, what fueled the good experience was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. 
So that's why I said personal development is when you're an entrepreneur, you will go all out day and night just to be able to reach your goals and be able to get that nice cheeseburger, right? Um, so when you're ethical about it, when and this is the thing actually, um, which is a very sensitive subject because um, a lot of people, um, the morality and uh, ethical part of humanity and society in general has been deteriorating, um, if that's how you say it, deteriorating. Mm -hmm. Just going down. Deteriorating, but who knows? <laughs> Let us yeah. know in the comments. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. So if we really, and this is the problem, is we, we're not thinking from our own self independently. We're letting others, people's either experiences or thoughts or beliefs um, mirror ours or just reflect on us. But we should be the one that... It's like you're the seeker or are you the messenger? Mm -hmm. A lot of people are seeking and seeking and seeking nowadays and they're just taking in whatever that comes. And you got people going on podcasts with trauma, right? And, and they're projecting their trauma onto other people with more trauma. And now it's just a whole big bundle of trauma together uh, because they're just like, yeah, I relate to you. But think though, why do you relate to him? Do you want to relate to him? Why are you relating to this person? And so think independently, and that's where you'll start to question things. Like I keep repeating it. We need to be able to question what is real and what is not, what is authentic and what is not, what is moral and decent and what is not nowadays. Like not just if this, ex this is acceptable from the eyes of society, is this acceptable from my own eyes, mm -hmm. you know? Because it doesn't matter what the masses are thinking. If I think this is wrong, that's what I think. And I need to stay true to what I believe is wrong and right. But nowadays, you've got people that will tell you everything is right and everything else is wrong. And just start to pick and choose. That's the narcissistic type, but that's on a high level of narcissism, which is like influenced throughout whole society. And you find it in your media and your everywhere else, you know, not to get all like propaganda with it, but... Like I've lived through different countries and I've experienced different cultures. I can say with full confidence that if you go to Slovakia or if you go to Russia or if you go to Africa or other places, you're going to have a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. So if you're born and raised in London and you've lived here 30 years and you've never traveled, then there is so much that you don't know. So you, you, there is so much to question. You can question everything that you know might be wrong because you've never moved you know what i'm saying yeah so i'm sure like from you traveling and having all these experiences your mind has grown so much to understand and to become more emotionally intelligent and that's the level that we want to reach the level of full emotional intelligence and full understanding that okay we can get our point across without harming anyone and without convincing anyone to think the same way yeah, exactly exactly yeah it's powerful it's powerful and we just strive we strive to do it so now we take the technology and the advancements that we have and we reverse engineer it to shape it to show people the truth and to show people how they can connect because you're not alone in this really you're not alone if you're 
struggling or if you're successful or if you're becoming successful understand that there's so many other people out there that you can leverage so now i'm i'm only 23 years young right and i'm already thinking about buying my time back i've been in business and entrepreneurship for the past four years almost and i've i've become a jack of all trades and mm -hmm. spread myself way too thin and now i understand that i can't do it all by myself so we need to strip our ego out and ask for help Right. Once we ask for help in reality, you're getting back your time. And again, my time is the most valuable asset that I have. Mm -hmm. So if I can ask you for help to do this podcast, and then maybe you can ask someone else for help to do the editing, or maybe you do it yourself, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then then we, we can spend more time doing the things that we love. And if video editing is the thing that you love, then you should spend time doing that. You know, if running or doing exercise is the thing you love, then you should spend time doing that. You know, I love trading, so I want to spend some time doing that. Um, uh, but it goes back, you know, I also love helping people and educating them on that. So that's why I asked you to even come here and let's do this podcast, because mm -hmm. maybe out of 100, 200 people that would listen, only one or two would actually get it. Mm -hmm. And that's just the law of average, but still, that's good enough. I want to hear your opinion, because you kind of, as I said, you kind of touched on it. So... When we see, and there's a lot of lot of it, so either whether this is a podcast or videos, mm -hmm. so it's usually like a famous person, like a celebrity, let's say, and they say like, I'm very like, you know, anxious and I suffer from anxiety and depression and people, it resonates with people. So they then comment and be like, I feel the same. And they keep consuming this kind of content because they relate to it. But in my opinion, like, how does this help them? Like, okay, okay, Luis Capaldi or whatever feels like shit. I do too. So does that make me happy? Or like, what's, I don't, why would I just keep consuming that? It, instead of yeah. like, yeah. I think it makes you feel safe. It makes you feel understood. And it makes you feel warm. Because you're like, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Someone else is going through this. And you might relate to them to the point where you say to yourself, I will make it if they make it. And that's dangerous. That is the problem, yeah. Be 100%, because now you're completely attached to that person from any kind of trauma that they say, whether they're sexually confused, whether they're completely depressed or whether they're super successful mm -hmm. in any kind of way. The moment you attach yourself to them, and that's, that's where it becomes dangerous because now you're not yourself. You're not independent. You're dependent on this other person and what happens in their life. So when people make money and they become successful and then there's new people who join entrepreneurship, they start to compare themselves to them. So if I'm sharing my story with people to give them some motivation, to go into entrepreneurship, for example, mm -hmm. they ask me, how much time did it take you to make that much money? I'm like, but how much time it took me to make that money it has nothing, nothing to do with how much time it's <laughs> going to take you. You might do it faster than me. You might do it slower. Right? They might do it when they are 50. You're 23, right? Like, yeah. it has nothing to do with them. And this is where it gets dangerous. I use, yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I agree with you on that. And it, it just comes back to independent thought. People need to think for themselves and understand that um, there is way too much information out there. 
there's way way too much education and most of it is very low quality mm -hmm. right and and if you go on youtube trying to learn something for free chances are you will learn it but it will take you a lot longer so that's why i always preach mentorship mentorship is very important education is on youtube is or even like directly like peer-to-peer -peer, is me saying hey i use these nine apps or 10 apps to build a billion dollar business i gave you that education i said you can use these nine apps mentorship or exposure is when you come to me now and you're saying show me how you use these nine apps to build the billion dollar business because i can do it myself but i'm gonna fail and i'm gonna do some things that are wrong so why don't you just save me so much time time right and show me how you did it so i can do it as well but people don't understand the value of their time therefore they won't pay the money the most valuable asset time not money money is not it's paper or if you put it in the bank it's not even there by the way <laughs> yeah, it's paper it's digital it's printed i mean if you think about it okay fact about 80 percent of the money in the world right now from us dollars and pounds were printed from the flu until now right so within the past three years more than 80 percent of the money has been printed mm -hmm. so that's really crazy if you think about it so if everyone had and it's a bad example really if i say if everyone had 100 pounds suddenly they became 250 pounds but those 250 pounds are worth 50 pounds in reality because you know inflation but if you go out and you ask people about inflation they don't even know what that means think are you talking about balloons <laughs> what <laughs> well, am i inflating no. some balloons or some you know uh, yeah but yeah you need to get these things i mean financial literacy is important I was never taught financial literacy. Why, you know, and going back to like, it's the system. This is why, well, I it's been a while since I went to grammar school or something, but mm. um, there's no subject like financial literacy at school. No. Not here, not in the USA, but isn't that like on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> like the system, like you don't want to educate people on that because if everybody was independent, if every, everybody was entrepreneur, like you need the infrastructure. So you need people who will be at the lowest like income possible mm -hmm. from a standpoint of the big picture, which. Yeah. You know, and there will always be there will always be people that just want that job and a secure job. There will always be people that, you know, don't want to risk, you know, risk is very um, difficult to live with sometimes. So for us entrepreneurs, our life is a risk. Mm -hmm. But we've built that relationship where we understand that just going out is a risk. Mm -hmm. Or staying inside your house is a risk. Everything is a risk. So, you know, how far would you take it? And, and what are you actually living for? So what is your purpose? And again, I'm like, all asking the right questions, right? So if you do sales, and you're trying to close a deal, it's all about asking the right questions if you're trying to close a deal, right? And it's likewise, if you want to become any, in any kind of successful, whether if it's spiritually, mentally, financially, you need to ask the right questions. And you don't just ask them to other people, you wanna ask yourself as well those questions. Or if you ask other people, you wanna ask yourself, what do I think of what they said? And 
Let me ask you, how many hours do you work per day? Ah, uh, okay, so... Um, we're gonna go into like the biggest misconception here, so I want to start this, yeah. Yeah, okay, um, so bear in mind Ramadan, a holy month, just started about a week ago. Yeah. So my routine has been a little bit messed up. So let's let, give me like a regular, uh, you know, yeah. like in the middle of... Yeah. So don't, don't try this at home, but I thrive when everyone else is sleeping. That's when I'm most productive. So you're a night owl? Absolutely, yeah. So my most productive peaking times are from 2 a.m. till 5 a.m., maybe 6. That's where I will get so much work done. Um, but how many hours I work, what, a day? Mm -hmm. Like 26 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, and how much energy you have? Um, see, how motivated am I is depending on how close am I to my purpose? Because mm -hmm. sometimes I might be spiritually down um, that I'm not, I'm become ungrateful and I, I don't share that gratitude, then I'm not so motivated. So I don't have that much energy. But then see the thing about me or about men mostly is that um, we uh, get to work by being bullied. And sometimes we bully ourselves. Mm -hmm right it's competition like if i'm sat down with my friends i don't want to be playing video games i want to compete even when we play video games we're competing with each other who's going to win but if we go to the gym with my friends then um, we're going to compete who can lift the most weights if we're doing business together we're going to compete of who can make the most money and that's the kind of motivation but if you're an entrepreneur and you're by yourself like myself right now for example in in a country that's not yours then you're going to have to be spiritually resilient and have that uh, energy so but obviously like you know my wife thank you she cooks for me she makes me food and and she helps me out with the important things because i forget to eat sometimes so i had a cat um and i loved her so much mish so she would remind me to eat because she would get hungry and start scratching me like <laughs> you feed me and like oh i need to feed you okay so i'll feed her and then i should feed myself as well so i'll feed myself as well because uh, people always a lot of people outside of like, let's say our mindset tell me like, oh, I think you work too much. And number one, I what I enjoy, I don't consider work. So that's number one. And number two, um, because it has a purpose, I don't feel like, like it's draining me. Mm -hmm. So I can work like, I don't know, 16, let's say 16 hours per day but I'm so full of energy. And then people that go to work, whether this is four hour work a day or eight hour work day, and they come from work and they are completely yeah. drained. And then yeah. they just get home completely and they just like watch TV yeah. and, and eat and then go to sleep and they are completely lifeless. So yeah. That's a problem. <laughs> you said it. It's purpose. Is you're working with purpose, and you understand that what you're doing is for a greater purpose, and it's it's not selfish for just for yourself. But and it doesn't need to be because some people work a job to support their family. Mm -hmm. But now you need to understand or ask yourself: Is this the right thing for my family? Is this actually supporting them? Because mm -hmm. why would your fam? How are you supporting your family if they're going to lose you 20 years earlier than you're supposed to go? For example, you want to be there, so. They say, you know, when you're in, in, in a flight, when you're in the plane, they say if an emergency happens, you take a gas and you put the mask 
on yourself first and then you put it on the people next to you mm -hmm. so how are you going to self save your family if you can't save yourself you know so likewise you need to ask yourself the right questions and you need to understand that you know things are beyond what you see them as there is unconscious incompetence so there are things that you don't know that you don't know about so go out there and find it as well as i would always be especially we've learned this lesson recently but you have to be prepared for any scenario in terms of the world situation so including like what if you get fired what if your company goes to bankruptcy like what if you know something happens and you only have one stream of income like i i would be freaked out like i'm trying to build and as you mentioned earlier as well like becoming jack of all trades so like trying to build multiple streams of income because if this goes to the toilet i still have this mm -hmm. this this and i think that's kind of it's very different from let's say our grandparents because like they had one job for 50 years let's say but now it's very dangerous i think mm -hmm. to go this road because there are a lot of things that can go wrong right like if you have just one stream of income we don't even need to ask what if because it's happened to so many people out there you know and and if you're not the person that learns from other people's mistakes then you're only going to learn from your own mistakes mm -hmm. so it needs to happen to you so you actually understand what it feels like but you know it doesn't have to you can just shift your mind to see the picture the way it really is and understand that you're relying on someone else to pay you just one other person what if they cut you off but again we don't need to ask what if right mm -hmm. the real question is when will they cut you off yes. so yeah definitely build and there's this big misconception that um that i've heard a lot as well is they say the average millionaire has seven streams of income mm -hmm. right now when i first heard that i thought myself oh okay i need to go and find out seven different ways to make money and that's where i spread myself too thin so i did trading i did e-commerce i did drop shipping um i did network marketing um i did affiliate all kinds of things right and I spread myself way too thin. Now I'm grateful because I learned those skills and now I've got those skills in my pocket. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I always had that motivation is because I knew I was learning that skill set. But I spread myself too thin thinking that I'm building seven different streams of income until um, a friend of mine explained to me that those seven streams of income, they do not need to be seven different ways. Take what you are doing right now and focus on how you can make seven ways, uh, how you can make money seven different ways from that one niche. So if I was to take trading, for example, now, right, um, I understood I can trade my own money. I can trade funded accounts of like hedge funds. I can have a manage my account service of where I manage other people's accounts like retail, like myself. So, you know, I place one trade on my own account, it puts them on all of them else. I can have ebooks, mm -hmm. uh, I can have courses, and I can have mentorship, and, and so on. But it's all around the trading, but it's just different products on the right, on the same niche. And this is going to go over so many people's head, because it, it can become really powerful, because now you're not wasting time. You know what you're doing. If you're good at it, you're good at, you know, video editing. Mm -hmm. 
you know that you can do it. So now you're just like, cool, I can do the same thing, but just put seven different labels on it or help people in seven different, seven different people with it, right? Yeah, because it's like video editing, but also what I do, I edit my stuff, I edit videos for clients, but I also train them to edit so they mm -hmm. can edit themselves. So now it becomes training, then I can consult on their editing. Yes. So then it's called consulting Dashboard. and it's the, exactly, and I can go on and on. And that's, yeah, building my YouTube channel and social media. So it's literally just what I was doing the whole time, but now I have this mm -hmm. different approach where I can I like take that. what I, yeah what i know so yeah yeah i like i like this a lot actually you edit your own videos and that will make you money through social media mm -hmm. you edit other people's videos mm -hmm. you show people how to edit their own videos you can create an ebook about video editing i did there you go you know <laughs> you could create like as you said more courses that are recorded right um you can hire your camera equipment mm -hmm. or rent yeah. it for people yeah. as well and your mics and everything so again like I, I traded my PS4 for my friend's camera because I was broke and I, I didn't want to play video games. But I understood that camera is an asset. Mm -hmm. My PlayStation was not an asset. No. So I took that camera and I ran with it. I remember this, like literally. And this was um, when I was just, I couldn't get a job, man. No, because I didn't want to. And, and I, it was just so bad, so bad. Like I, I'm unemployable. I can't, I can't work a job, but um, it was when um, there was a lot of uh, like problems in politics happening. So I couldn't really trade because of a lot of news and manipulation happening around. And then my e-commerce, it, it required capital so I can run ads on social media and so on. And I got to the point where like um, I could do freelancing and marketing for other people as well. but. It was just mentally, I want to build my thing right now. So I took the camera out and I went in central London and I told people, hey, I explained to them, I have a company about personal development. I'm trying to build a game and so on. And and I would love to take a picture of you right now. And in return, you can donate whatever you want to my company. Mm -hmm. You know, because I told them I'm an entrepreneur. I'm hustling over here. I want to build something that helps people. And um, I was just honest, you know, I'm using this camera to make money. So I want to take a picture of you. You can have it for free. And if you wish to donate anything to my company, then here's the details. And I did. And some people donated one pound, some donated 20 pounds mm -hmm. and, and so on. And I ended up, well, we did it from 3 p.m. until 6, 7 p.m. for so four hours. And we made more than 150 pounds. Come on, like if I worked a job, <laughs> I need to work like 10 hours to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you, you need to think very critically and and just be like, OK, what can I do or what can I use with what I have right now? We have a saying back home. They say only um, what is it? Only stretch your legs as far as your mattress goes. <laughs> right. So if you're if your legs are taller than your mattress, you need to kind of. Because otherwise your, mat your feet are going to be out of the mattress. So yeah. so yeah, even when it comes to business, um, you, we only have so much when we're first starting off, for example. But you need to ask yourself, okay, how can I make it work with what I have right now? And then you'll scale.